Welcome to the Square State Sandlot Podcast. In this episode, we discuss San Jose State versus Wyoming while it was in progress, and a quick flashback to the loss against BYU, the NFL's handling of the two-up concussion protocol and going forward what that will look like, what's gone wrong with the Raiders and can they get it right against the Broncos, what's going on with the Steelers and is it Kenny Pickett time, Aaron Judge hits his 61st home run to tie Roger Maris's AL home run record, and the disappointing end to our team's MLB seasons. Hope you guys enjoy. Should have Kyle joining here shortly, but we are excited to be live again. Um, currently, the Wyoming Cowboys are still playing. Thought the game would be over by now, which is why we scheduled it for this time. A um, little interesting that, you know, it, it's it gone the way that it's gone. Currently, they're, they're losing... Uh, 26 to 16. Oh, it looks like Kyle's just jumped in the lobby, so let's get him added here. Kyle, welcome back. <laughs> and we had a little difficulty up, getting man? in there, but I already started because the uh, stream was set to kick off at 8.30, uh, so you didn't miss much. <laughs> Basically just brought us in and, and said that the game is still going. There was an injury where a uh, San Jose State player got carted off so that was like a 20-minute delay. But I don't know why this game has been so slow. I mean, it's it's still a minute 40 left in the in the third quarter. So a lot of time left. Uh, Wyoming's actually playing some pretty good ball right now. They seem to be a second-half team, which I guess that gives me some confidence. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, did you see – have you caught any of the game at all? Yeah, I just flipped it on um, okay. a little bit ago. So right at the end of the first half, Peasley connected with Whelan on an absolute bomb on play right. action. And so that was a great play. And then, unfortunately, they gave up a touchdown right before the end of the half. So that put them back nine. Uh, but like I said, I, I think they're playing pretty good ball. San Jose State's a really tough team. Um, so a lot of things to look forward to, I, I, I guess. Um how are you feeling about this one? Um, I mean, more so about, I guess, our team than the game itself. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at these days. But I'm almost I'm – re I'm really happy seeing those little flashes. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also frustrating because why don't we do it more? Yeah. <laughs> um, but – I don't know. I, I guess I have a lot more hope and a lot more faith in the team than I did two weeks ago. For sure. Um, I mean, we didn't talk. I'm, we didn't get to talk about the BYU loss much. It was we? a good game, and that's we didn't. I didn't think um, so. I really just wanted it to be a, a game, and it was. Yeah. So I will take it. No, they, they played very well and in that, way, that BYU game, so – it was and talking about second half team though. Sorry, Bill. Um, that BYU game, we came out on fire. I was yep. like, oh, oh. Granted, it you know slowed down a little bit as the game went on, but yeah. um, I wish we could start more games like that because they really, I mean, they came out running and it was wonderful. Yeah, it almost seems like um, they they kind of knew they were outclassed in that game, so they knew they had to start off hot or they weren't even going to have a chance. Yeah. Where it seems like all the other games are a lot more timid to, to begin, which I understand, you know, you want to see what the other team's going to do, and then you, you make your adjustments around that. So sometimes you have those first couple drives where they're almost throwaway possessions, but you still want to do what you're good at. And and I feel like, especially the, the last, I don't know, 15 20 minutes of this this football game we've had um against san jose state they've they've started to do what they they do well and that's peasley on scrambles um a lot of those play action passes to the tight ends and whatnot so getting getting parker christensen and the other guys name is escaping me right now but whelan Cobbs. i mean they have offensive weapons on top of mcneely and and swin in the backfield so I don't understand why it takes us so long to get going, but that that tends to be what happens. So I don't have much to say other than, I mean, I thought we would be able to break this game down, but like I said, it still looks like we're just about to head to the fourth quarter. So a lot of game left to play. Um, 
do you want to just go to the NFL now or do you have anything else to add? No, I mean, I guess in a nutshell, I just Wyoming's playing better football than I had expected, but there's still a lot of frustrations and I'll just leave it at that. Um, I think our offense is capable of doing a lot more and they've shown that we just, for some reason are still, still not quite breaking out in that play calling, but I mean, that's, I guess all I have to say, I don't want to beat up on them too bad right now. Uh, we or Peasley just took a sack. So probably going to have to punt to start the fourth. Um, all right. So a lot of talk going on in the NFL about uh, concussion protocol. And this is coming on the heels of Tua Tag- Tagovailoa. Uh, he had a what looked like a concussion on Sunday, and that was against the Bills. He, I mean, he got up, stumbled, shook his head, looked like he was clearly yeah. concussed, uh, or at least dizzy. And for some reason... After a couple series, he came back in. Teddy Bridgewater played in that game in in his absence. And unfortunately, I mean, basically the same thing happened to him when they played Thursday night against the Bengals. He he got slammed back and and hit his head hard against the turf and obviously was not ready to play in that game. Um, And in fact, the NFL has since uh, fired that independent neurologist that was covering that game and said that they made several mistakes in allowing him to continue in that game. And obviously they were saying it through the media, they were saying it was a back injury and that's why he stumbled, not his head. But I think anyone watching that game could say it was his head, not his back. I was just going to say it's just a crazy situation because you go back to that first game and we talked about it off air. I mean, it just felt like everything got handled weird. We I've never Mm -hmm. seen anybody hit concussion protocol and it get flipped and i know that they're trying to do the narrative that it's a back and ankle injury but he got up and stumbled the team listed him as a head injury yep Uh, come to find out this independent neurologist was asking a ton of questions and to the point that tua was annoyed Um, his coach even admitted to that that they were annoying him with the amount of questions they were asking um and then all of a sudden it was switched to a back and ankle uh, foot injury. I just, I don't know. I'm not saying who is to blame. I'm just saying there was a breakdown here. Um, it was not handled correctly. And then for it to have a follow up in the next game, um, you hate seeing a player go down and seeing their hands and arms do what to his arms did. You know, it's bad. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I understand that, you know, he had movement of his extremities. He was, he was conscious and those are all positive things. But I mean, for me being a Steelers fan, I immediately go back to Ryan Chazier. That stuff is yep. scary. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're not talking about playing in games at this point. I mean, no, we're talking no, no. about livelihood. I mean, yeah, it could have been, I, it could have been really bad having right. that repeated concussion within four days, essentially. Right. And so that's, I guess, where my biggest thing is somebody somewhere was of the opinion that we need to at a win, in my opinion. Yep. Some, I don't know where. I don't know where the breakdown was. I think this independent neurologist is maybe made some mistakes, but I also think that we have the case of a scapegoat here because yep. there's been a lot of uproar. And so somebody's head needed to be on the chopping block. Um, I'm re- I'm very interested to see where the NFLPA and the NFL come together because they've both admitted that, um, you know, the changes coming for protocol, they both yep. agree that that needs to happen. I just I'm curious what they'll end up with. Yeah, I same. I mean, they've already announced that changes are coming. They haven't announced what those are yet. So it should be <laughs> I would guess we're going to see some sweeping changes and probably a flip to the abundance of caution versus what, what we saw last week. So, um, yeah, and that's the scary part about it is, I mean, you're talking about potential, I mean, he could be, you know, losing loss of extremities, things like that or feeling in his extremities, like Shazier. Nerve nerve damage. I mean, there's a million different ways this could go. And thankfully so far it hasn't, but, but yeah, there's got to be a way to take these decisions out of the team's hands. I mean, if, if he is 
even under the suspicion of a concussion, there's no way that a coach should be able to say, ah, he's all right. He said he's good. Get get him back in there. Because yeah. NFL players want to be in there because, I mean, you saw what happened with, with uh, Drew Bledsoe and Tom Brady. I mean, yeah. all it takes is an injury, and, and you might be on the chopping block if, if the guy that comes in and plays better than you. So well, I think to your point, we run into this with the NFL constantly. I mean, back to their, um, you know, code of conduct back to the Deshaun Watson situation. Um, the one thing I will give his camp is they're right. There's no clear, um, you know, set in stone rulings. It's always up to the, the teams are set up to make these mistakes when it comes to these injuries. Um, I mean, I know people will be in an uproar. You know, it's a physical game. I, I understand all these arguments, but if if teams keep handling them bad like this, it's going to get to the point where if you're even considered, you're out for the game regardless. Um, I don't know. Uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, no, I, th- I think <laughs> – I don't know. I mean, it's it's crazy to me that he was even allowed to go back in that game and then obviously start the Thursday night game. And it's obviously just a coincidence that, you know, he he gets slammed onto the back of his head again. But, I mean, like you said, it's a physical game. It's bound to happen. <laughs> Not often that it happens back-to-back games, but Well, sure well that's enough. the thing. That's why those protocols are so important. I mean, anybody who's ever had a concussion um, – once you have one, you're you're so much more susceptible to them. So, yep. I mean, well, and that's I mean, the Raiders <sighs> have had I think four guys out with concussion over the last two weeks, and I mean, Andre James, he's going to come back this week, but he missed the last two weeks uh, with yeah. with that concussion, and then you have Hunter Renfro, he still hasn't been back to practice yet. So, I mean, and, and it, <sighs> It seems like other teams are handling it correctly, so it seems like there was a definite breakdown on the on the Miami sideline there. Um, but my question for you is, everyone, before this game happened against the Bengals, everyone was saying Miami's the team to beat. They're 3-0. Uh, you know, two is just absolutely bombing. And, you know, what, what are your feelings? Even if two is in there, do you think Miami's the team to beat? Um, absolutely not. Uh me and you talked a lot about this off air. That Bills game really was meaningless for me. Uh, yeah. So much of that team was gone. So, I mean, good for them. They won. It's a division game. All these things add up. Are they one of the better AFC teams right now? I would have said yes before all this happened because we'll see where they end up. But um, yeah. with Tua, sure, they're top five AFC team. I agree completely. Um, but that Bills game – if, when they play them again, if that Bills team is healthy, I think that will be the deciding factor, obviously, for division. But um, And then even the Bengals game, you can say they lost that game because Tua went out, but they weren't looking that great prior. No. <coughs> um, even with Tua, I think they would have lost that game. I mean, yeah, and the it Bengals, seems... Go ahead. Let, let's just call a spade a spade. The Bengals have not had the best season, so no, it's not like you were up against this juggernaut team. And even last year, I know they made the Super Bowl run, but the Bengals weren't that good during the regular season last year. They nope. they just got hot late. Yeah, um, snuck into the playoffs so, and made it work. So I'm not buying that, it yet. That's personally. the thing is, I think this was kind of a, a get right game for the Bengals. <laughs> it seemed like, especially at the end, they had a lot of things clicking yeah. on offense. So. Uh, I still want to see why Jamar Chase isn't more involved in that offense because every time he touches the ball, he makes an explosive play. So you would think slants or whatever just to get him the ball in his hands. Jet they sweeps, would do that. I mean, make that yeah, guy run. Got to do something. It's crazy. But no, I, I, yeah, we talked off air. I am not buying Miami at all. I, I would say that they're probably a fringe playoff team. I don't even think they're top five, like you said. I mean, I would well, say. I think they're top five, but the thing that's going against them is that they're in the Bills division. Yeah, um, the Bills are going to absolutely smoke them next time they yeah. play. They were missing Poyer. They were missing Hyde. They were missing, yeah. uh, what was the guy that got his neck hurt in the. Oh, um, shoot. He's going to come back this game, so that's good news for yeah. him. I can't remember. Off the top I, of my I head, will but. say one thing in Miami's favor. Um, I think their defense has overperformed. Um, 
their defense kind of reminds me of Cincinnati's defense last year. You don't have these mega stars on the defense, obviously, outside of Xavier Howard. Yep. But they've come together and gelled, and that defense has played really well. And then well, I think they said he's going to miss this upcoming game, I too. Know. Yeah. And he had a, a growing calf. I, I'm not even, I can't remember what the injury was. I saw him iced up on the sideline, but. Um, so there's Dane that. Jackson then, is who I was talking about. You, Dane Jackson. And then the other thing I would say is Miami's run game finally got going pretty good against Cincinnati. It was also out of necessity um, yep. because Teddy came in. I mean, he made some good throws, but he was managing the game. So I'll give him credit there. I just, I'm still, my, I guess my biggest problem with Miami is everybody keeps going to this Tua, um, Tyree Kill, and Waddle thing. The throws drive me nuts. He yeah. underthrows them constantly. And if it wasn't for the fact that Tyree kills open by a mile and he can slow up, you know, and cut back 10 yards to be able to well, get this pass, those aren't going to happen every single time. That's half their so, offense, too, is him underthrowing yeah. and then Tyreek coming back and, and getting P.I. <laughs> and it happens like every game. I mean, yeah. so when you play the better teams, those plays happen a lot less often. So um, I'm sorry. I'm not buying into the hype yet. I do think that they are playing some good football and could be top five AFC, but they just have such a hard route through Buffalo. Yeah, I think they'll be, like I said, probably a wild card team. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see them on the outside looking in at the end either. So, um, all right. <laughs> Speaking of outside looking in, I think my Raiders have kind of put themselves in a, in a rough spot where, I mean, you start 0-3, your your chances of making the playoffs are, are very minimal at yeah. that point. I still don't want to say that they're, you know, toast because – Everyone in the AFC West lost except the Broncos last week. And, I mean, the Broncos barely yeah. snuck that out against the, the 49ers. I thought the 49ers were going to pull it off. But Jimmy G forgot where he was in the end zone and ended up getting a safety. And that ended up being the deciding factor, essentially. Uh, they lost by one. So um, I'm not sold on the, the Broncos. I think they have a decent defense. But their offense is – Thank God. They'd be yeah. hor they'd be in horrible spot right now if it wasn't for that fact. They have good skill skill players. I mean, you have uh you have the two two headed beast in the backfield with Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. So they yeah, should they have well. a good running play or good running offense on paper, but their offensive line has struggled quite a bit. They've had some injuries. Russell Wilson is not playing like himself, and part of that's new system. Uh new coach, all that fun stuff. So I think that we've talked about it several times. I think the Broncos will be a lot better next year than they are this year. Um, once they have, you know, the whole year under their plate, but Nathaniel Hackett does look lost at, at as a head coach in the NFL. Um, in fact, he brought in a, a, an advisor to help him with calling timeouts and things like that, handling of game situations. So that's not great. Well, uh, and that's go ahead. I was just going to say, I'll put some of it on Russell Wilson, too. Um, yeah, I think he's sure. struggling to pick up the offense, which this isn't a knock on him because way too often we think these players will just translate to a new team. Um, he spent his entire career in a Pete Carroll system. Yep. So I, I, you can see almost the gears are turning too hard when he's, when he's you know, behind center. But I don't know. I, I think this might be a good game for you guys. I'm yep. hoping for your sake. That's yeah, that's what I'm thinking is I think this will probably be a get-right game. Um, got a lot of – I mean, their offensive line is going to – they're going to be missing two starters, and it's already a struggling unit. So I think this might be a game where either Max <laughs> absolutely destroys or maybe we see, we have a Chandler Jones sighting. Uh, interior, off, or interior defensive line should also hopefully get some pressure as well. So I think those things uh, – tend to make it difficult for the offense to, to put together any points. And, and that's why I think it'll be a lower scoring game. Um, but the thing that I'm concerned about is Javante Williams out of the backfield, uh, catching those screens and whatnot, because we made, we made uh, Derek Henry last week look like a, a receiving back with, with what he was able to do catching those screen plays out of the back. Which field. is crazy. And that's not his not game. I mean, back. no, he, he excels when he has 
ahead of steam going right into the line and just blowing people up. I mean, he's not elusive. He doesn't catch very well. So it was very shocking to see him catch all those screen passes and, and get out of the backfield and, and take those plays for, for huge gains. So that's one thing that we have to do is we have to start the game with some uh, urgency because if we get behind, we're not we're not going to come back. I mean, but good news is we are playing at home. We've had a nice winning streak against the Broncos at home. I, I think it's the last six meetings almost. No, four meetings, five meetings, something like that, that we've beat them at home in a row. So hopefully that streak keeps going. I do look for, like I said, big game by Max Crosby, hopefully Chandler Jones sighting. Uh, and then Seriously. I hope we just run it. I hope we just run it all day because we've been passing, I think, almost 75% of the time, highest pass percentage in the league right now, and it's obviously not working because Derek Carr is <laughs> – I don't know what he's got going on with him. But, I mean, he's locking in on Devontae Adams that first game. Then second and third game, yeah. he pretty much completely ignores him. So they've got to get some, some things going in the passing game, and I think – Hunter Renfro has already been declared out. Foster Moreau has been declared out. So Mac, Mac Hollins should have another big game, I think. Uh, Darren Waller has to play better. I mean, they just gave him that huge contract extension, and he dropped two easy touchdowns against the Titans. Uh, he dropped another one in the game before. I mean, he really hasn't been in sync all, all season, and I think that's no. got to change after getting that huge extension. you got to prove to the team why they gave you that money. So. Well, especially when you're that type of tight end. I mean, when when you start talking about should I be paid wide receiver money, well then, you better be you better be yeah. bringing it in. You better and be getting every jump ball that's within ten yards of you. I love Darren Waller. I do. And so I was so so excited when they gave him that contract because he is when he's playing like he can, he's top three tight end in the entire league. So that's what we need to see. We need to see him return to form. We need Devontae Adams to get involved in the offense, and we need to run the damn football. I mean, you got to run, especially against that that front uh, that the Denver Broncos have with Chubb. Uh, they get a lot of pressure on the on the passing game, so they they got to do it. They got to run the ball more than they have been. Uh, how are you feeling about your Steelers? I know um, one and two's not actually, great, but it's better than knowing three. I'm kind of really tired of the uh, the connections I have with your Raiders. It seems like we talk about the exact same thing. Um, yep. Whether it be the O line, whether it be the offense not clicking, and now in the same instance where you know hopefully that Broncos game is a is a get right game as you put it. Um, I'm hoping that this Jets game is the same. The Jets are a little scary just because they've played pretty well against some teams. Um, you know, they really obviously have. They come back come back against the Browns as much as I enjoyed watching it. You know, I don't want that to be us. Um, but but the Jets are one of those teams that we should be able to capitalize. Um, the the one thing that the one thing that bothers me a little bit is we have the highest paid defense um, yep. in the league, and this happened last year. Every time TJ goes out, it looks like we're just I don't know on autopilot. I mean, we still have our players like Minka is balling out every game. Um, you know, is he going to miss his, this game? Possibly. Uh, it'll be game time. Okay. Um, so, I don't know. I, th I think it's a chance for us to get back in the win column. Our division's the same way. It's still wide open. Our whole division's had a pretty up and down beginning to the season. Um, so, I mean, we win this game. We're right back in it. With that being said, um, I know I talked about it in the last pod. I cannot... As much as much of a critic as I am of Bulls offense um, and play calling, I am furious with Canada. I, I don't understand what he's doing. I can't even fathom what we're trying to do. And now you have the discord in the um, in the locker room. All these all these interviews. All, I mean, play all the players. You can see it whether they come out and say it or you know read between the lines. They're not every even single to hide one it. of those guys, I know. Every single one of them was like, "Hey, I don't call, I don't call the plays, man." Mm -hmm. You know, even even Trubisky came out. You know, I I want to get, I want to see us get the ball to Pickens more. Um, I just, 
I'm really frustrated because I feel like even with Trubisky in there, even with our line, which has honestly played better than I ever expected them to. Um, Same. <laughs> we have some wicked, wicked weapons on offense, and we're just not using them. Um, I saw a breakdown today, actually, of all of our play calls. And because everybody's mad why we're not doing, you know, why Fryermuth isn't getting the looks that he did with Big Ben and stuff like that. It's because we don't throw in the middle of the field. Yeah. Fryermuth is open all the time. And it's not because, or I'm sorry, it's not that he's open. They're not running routes there. Everything's to the outside. Everything's to the outside. And it's like, that's not Steelers football. Getting out of bounds, just, I mean, that's not how the, the Steelers have played football. They're gritty. They're, they're in the trenches. Like, throw it over the middle. I mean, Heinz Ward became Heinz Ward because of that kind of football. Like, let's get the let's get it going. Canada has amazing weapons. Yeah, and that's I the usually, thing that baffles me. You guys have. I'm usually an behind coaching staff. I know. Wide, I know. Wide receiver core. I, I usually try to be super supportive, but I'm to the point now that like I'm ripping my hair out during every game. Um. And some of it's on Mitch. I don't think he has the vision that some that some quarterbacks have because there's a lot of plays. I mean, he had, he had Deontay in the end zone wide open during the last game. Um, and, I mean, Deontay's throwing a fit in the end zone, rightfully so, you know, like trying to get his attention, throw me the ball, and he never even seen him. And he wasn't pressured. He's going through his reads, the design play, and that's it. It's and and your, your amazing quarterbacks are able to adjust. It's very but he also reminiscent. came out and said he's not audible. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's, it's very reminiscent between him and Derek Carr this season. I mean, it's almost like they heard all the news about how bad their offensive lines are, and so they're just so apprehensive about even trying to extend a play or anything. Yeah. I mean, they're, they've got the, you know, tapping their toes in the backfield. Just It's like you can see that clock it's in their head watch. going, oh, it's off. okay, I got to get it out, got to get it out. And yeah, no, I mean, I've watched him several times because they've always been on before the Raiders games. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's frustrating. I think, and that's the tough thing is you can't expect a guy to just come into a system and no, pick it up instantly. That's so that's why I'm like, okay, you throw Mitch, or not Mitch, you throw uh, Kenny Pickett in there and he's probably going to have the same struggles because it's a new system to him as well. But well, I think it's getting actually, close. That's the one. That's the one thing he would actually do better in the system, because uh, he has a connection to the system at Pitt. Yeah. But where my issue is is if Canada's going to call shitty plays, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's unreal. It's, I mean, I, it's I would like, like the... to see Kenny play this year, but it's not. I don't. I don't want him to now because it's like, why beat up the kid? Why you know? It's like the know, uh, Todd Downing analogy we we gave whoa, 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 and that's whoa. and that's <laughs> just kidding. you know turning a ferrari into a, a ford pinto yeah well i mean as much as i hate to say it i think canada is approaching that level yeah. and yeah that's frustrating to me because i didn't think anybody could ever end up in the same hemisphere as that guy who was um, your your previous oc uh todd haley Todd Haley. Even he came he, out. His 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 comments are hilarious. Well, see, and he kind of came out in defense of Canada and said, you know, even when, if you're the offensive coordinator of the Steelers, even if you're breaking all the records, you're still going to get yeah. bitched at because all the Steelers fans just hate everyone. Well, and that's that's why I was laughing at his comments because a lot of his had to do with obviously him and Big Ben were button heads yep. during a lot yeah, of Yeah, it was all just and a so the relationship. Fans, you know, the fans always tend to lean towards the players, and I get that. But yep. he – we scored – he was putting up 30 points a game. I mean, I would have him back in a heartbeat, just yep. saying. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. All right, I'm done beating that up. No, you're fine. I think – no, I, and we, we've talked about it, you know, several weeks in a row just because the offense has been so out of whack. But yeah. do you think if if Mitch has another bad game, do you think we see a switch? Mid-game next week? What are you thinking? I don't think it'll be mid-game, but if we lose to the Jets, and especially if it's ugly, because yeah. um, I mean, we're not even having successful drives. It's not like we're just, you know, petering out late in the drive. I mean, we're just 
three and outs, three and outs, three and outs. Like well, we look that at puts that on offense. So much pressure on your defense. Well, and to be that's perfect. it too. I've seen so many people come out talking about our defense letting us down, and I'm just like, it's like, what are you talking about? Give me a break! Like, well, that's we're in these games only because of them. I mean, it's look at the week one win. Dude, like, come on, our teams are mirrors of each other essentially. Except it's been our, really weird. Our defense like, isn't as good as yours, obviously. Um, but they've kept you in games, but yeah, I mean, it's kept they've kept us competitive. So. It's just frustrating know. because it's like, yeah, all of Raider Nation is defense can't do anything. It's like, wh- what game are you watching? Like, I'm just like our you're defense right. is giving For, us every yeah. opportunity to stay in this game, and the offense is just like, ah, we'd rather not. Let's just punt. Every time I read it, I'm like, you're right. In the fourth quarter, after they've been on the field for 75% of the game, you're right. Yep. They, they gassed out. Yeah. Bad that's, on them. But. That's the worst most frustrating thing about the season for the for the Raiders is defense has been comp- competitive and the offense is not. And I'd say everyone overachieved. Everyone coming into the season said we're a top top five offense guaranteed, and we've been anything but that. So, but did you Sorry. see the? Just a quick note on the Raiders. Did you see uh, Tyler Columbus's thread? <laughs> yeah, dude, that was brutal. Uh, so any anyone that hasn't seen laugh. this. I'm, I'm not going to read the whole thread. I'm just going to give a quick breakdown of what it is. But Tyler Columbus was on the – he was an offensive lineman for the Denver Broncos back when Josh McDaniels was on the um, – when he was the head coach of the Broncos. And <laughs> he said – so it basically just starts, in honor of Raiders Week, I present a thread about my favorite Hurricane Josh McDaniels stories. Uh, after trading away the young nucleus of our offense, including Jay Cutler, Josh said to the entire team, fellas, don't worry about the quarterback situation. I can t- turn a high school quarterback into an all pro. And uh, he basically just said, you know, <laughs> he didn't have a good feel for us as players. Um, he said, you know, they did two days as often as was legal. Uh, every day started with 10 minutes of bad football from the day before and where he just cussed out the team. Uh, he said there was like 25 signs around the building with slogans. And if you forgot any of them, you would get an ass chewing there too. Uh, he said after the season, his he had an exit interview with his coach, basically breaking down his play. And the <laughs> coach was so depressed and miserable. He didn't even care what he said. He just wanted, he was just concerned for his well-being. <laughs> And the coach said, you know, I, I'm not going to come back. And he said, are you getting fired or not? And he said, I don't care, but I'm getting the hell out of here. It's a difficult man to work for. And then he said, lastly, no one doubts Josh's ability to about his knowledge of the X's nose and calling plays, all that stuff. Yeah. It's always just been about how he handles relationships with players and, and his staff. So it's uh, um, pretty damning. We always talk about these coaches and there's a lot of them in the league that they're coordinators and that's not a bad thing. Like they excel as coordinators and we've seen it this time and time again. Cause I mean, ultimately I think that's what a head coach is, is yep. the relationships you're, you're managing in a lot of cases, young boys, because these guys in a lot of cases have never had to mature, you know, in, in the, adult business world. I mean, they're athletes, you know, they're playing sports. They're yep. still kids by the time a lot of these guys get a hold of them. But I always wonder about that because there's so many of these guys that make the jump to head coach. And it's like, man, you had a good thing going. Like, I understand wanting to, you know, of course, if you were in that industry, you want to become a head coach, but <laughs> he has so much success as a coordinator. And then it's just like, it's, I don't know. Obviously well, there's some issues. There's a couple memes out there, and one of them that made me laugh my ass off. It was uh, Bill Belichick didn't name an offensive coordinator because he knew McDaniels would be rejoining him in a couple of weeks. (laughs) And like, yep, I seen that one this morning, and I was like, rough. Just have to, (laughs) just have to laugh through the pain. I, I really do think they'll turn it around. I think they have too much talent on on both sides of the football to not. Uh, And the difficult thing is all the teams that they've played are one and two and their only wins against anyone is against the Raiders. So that's not great. Um, but like I said, they're not out of it. Uh, Chiefs are two and one Broncos are two and one. And I, I think this is going to be similar to last year where they started, I think three and zero, and then really came back down. 
so the Raiders still have room. Chargers, man, they I, I tell you every year, I'm not picking the Chargers to do anything because they got they got me this year. I, I, yeah. I let myself get excited. It it's not the lack of talent. It's always just they no. cannot stay on the field. And they added a ton of talent. I know. I was just like, oh, I mean, man. Bosa's on the IR. You've got uh, uh, Herbert's banged up. You've got uh, J.C. Jackson's not recovering from his ankle surgery, uh, and the list. Uh, Keenan Allen's still with his hamstring quad. Yep. I can't remember if, what, what that was. Which I that's going to mess with him all year. They're just banged up at every every position, essentially. So, it, and it happens every year, and that's why I never pick the Chargers to do anything. They're always, you know, a five hundred team. If they have talent, if they don't have talent, they're worse than that. So, um, I I really think yeah. AFC West is wide open. It's not as good as we thought it was going to be. Quite honestly, I'll give you that. I, I think I'm pretty Chiefs, let down by the whole division. The Chiefs are head and shoulders above the rest of the division, but I still don't think they're the, I mean, I would say they're probably the third, fourth, maybe fifth best team in the AFC. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm excited to see how this, this season ends up. But before we move on to, to baseball, uh, I just did want to congratulate Larry, Larry Dean Nance on his new contract. He signed a, a two year extension with the new Orleans Pelicans. So excited for him. Another Wyoming graduate. Yeah, so awesome absolute stud happy for him so now without further ado let's talk about well let's just say judge hit his 61st home run tying roger maris's al home run record uh pitchers haven't been so interested in throwing to him the last week or two which is the whole time it was baffling to me like not many other players in the the yankees lineup have been doing much so i was like why are people still pitching to him but Seems like they finally figured that part out, and they don't want to give up the record tying or record breaking home run. So, uh, what did you think about Judge? You think he gets sixty two by the end of the season? I'm going to be honest with you, and this is going to be blunt and probably over the top, but like, who cares? I still don't understand why this is such a big deal. <laughs> I think the I... same thing. It's funny because all the people on Twitter are so pissed that they keep cutting into the Yankees games during uh, college football. They're like, who cares? It's not even the real record. Like that's what sure, I mean. Like I, sure, it's the I AL don't know why it's home a big run deal. record, but yeah, unless he hits and thirteen I mean, I, more I, than babies, I don't really care. I guess I was, for, I don't know. For me, I think it was way cooler watching him tie the record and seeing Roger Maris's family and his family. Like I think that was a cool baseball moment. Um, yeah. You know, and kind of passing the torch within the Yankee organization. I'm sure that's cool if you're a Yankee fan. Blah, blah, blah. It's still not the record for home runs. Why are we talking about I I care, I care where, way more about Pujols still hitting dingers yeah. than I care about this. Like <laughs> I was going to text you understand. yesterday yeah, thank you that, for that. that he thank needs to that. just come back and, and keep signing with teams that are playing the Pirates because he absolutely crushes you guys. Yeah, but that's the thing is he always has. Like, you're welcome. I bet you half of those probably are on us. Yeah. So I, I went to text you. He was like, ah, he's got a newborn. I'll, I'll leave him alone. But I, I would have done it to you. Just send it next time. Okay. I, <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? I, 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 I can't get any lower. Yeah. Um, I guess with that being said, I might as well jump into – Speaking the, of uh, your pirates. Here. Honestly, though, you know, we're – we are who we thought we were. Um, but we have a lot of young guys, and they've definitely brought up more um, in the last couple weeks. Um, and and they've, I think they've performed really well. It's been fun to see. Um, like, Juwan Bay finally made it up here, and that kid can play. I'm excited for him at second base. I think he'll start at second base next year. And having him and O'Neill Cruz right there, especially with the shift things happening. Um, I'm pretty excited. I think that's going to be a solid, solid infield. Um, You know who's been a major letdown? Who? Key Brian Hayes. (sighs) Tell me about it. I don't know. All right. I'm going to dive into the Key Brian Hayes thing here. So the kid on defense is obviously lights out. Like the fact that he hasn't won a Golden Glove is only because people continue to give Arenado – 
votes no matter what. Moving on from that, I don't know who is coaching him at bat, but his launch angles drive me insane. He chips it into the dirt every single at bat. Literally just line out, line out, line out, line out, line out. Always the same. He never gets under a single pitch. Um, I'm convinced every time he hits a home run or a good hit, it's because the pitcher threw the ball <laughs> at his bat. Like I'm so frustrated with him because he's so talented. Um, and I thought this was going to be the year that he made that jump, you know, at, 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 with his at bats and it just hasn't happened. I don't, I'm well, frustrated because I'm telling you it chips down every single time. There were plenty of talent evaluators when he signed that contract that said they're massively overpaying him. Um, yeah. Which, obviously, if he turned into the player that I think the Pirates thought he was going to be, he would have been. It would have been a huge discount. But yeah. it looks like all the people that were saying he has no power potential are correct, and it's just because, like you said, but even it's that, approach. I, I could care less about power. He doesn't need to hit dingers. I don't want him to. Put the ball in play. Like, well, I, I can yeah, care less about value the is value is especially at a corner position. You're playing. Yeah. That's that's a power position. So, I understand that, but at the same time, we have guys on the team that can smoke dingers. If if he can just get a single on the regular, <laughs> yeah. like we're putting up points, they're no longer just a solo home run. All of a sudden, we're putting up two. Um, I'm really hoping he bounced, I don't know, puts in some time this, this off season and really gets the at bats going. Um, yeah, that's frustrating. Um, with that being said, we're, we're 59 and 99 right now. So, you know, it's looking like another hundred loss season. Well, not as bad as the A's cause they're at 102 losses now, I think with the loss today to the Mariners. Yeah. And I guess I should have said that before I, I, I dug into my A's, but congratulations to the Seattle Mariners. They just made the oh, playoffs yeah. for the first time since 2001. 2001. So, nice little stretch. Um, obviously, I'm not excited for them. Well, I am, but division rival, it's it's tough to be excited yeah. for them. But if, if someone from our division is to win the World Series, I, I would like it to be them because I can't stand the Astros. They're a fun outfit, too, because they're – it's easy to root for him, I guess, is what I'll say. Yeah. I'm still bummed that I didn't get to take that trip out there this this yeah. summer because that was one that we had planned, but didn't end up happening. So I uh, Wyoming, it looks like they are going to fall to 3-3. Three and three. Uh, San Jose State's up 33-16. to 16. They already pulled Peasley. There's only a minute left. So rough break for them, but they are still in position to take their, their division. Um Boise State's two and zero in the conference. Um, Air Force is one and one. They're they're in the second spot on their side, and then Cowboys just dropped to third place. So, yeah, hopeful. I mean, the rest of the the uh, schedule is looking pretty decent for the for the Cowboys. They they do play Boise State late in the year, so if they can beat them, they'll have a good chance. So. Well, and I'll I'll take it at this point. I'll be honest. After our first game, <laughs> yeah, I thought we were going to be it's going to be like, real bad. Ugh, like but one, two wins, maybe. I really am going to try uh, to make it out to that game, uh, the Utah State game on October twenty second. So okay. maybe we'll have a little Square State Sandlot live from. I like it. I like War it. Memorial. Uh, I doubt you could make that one, but, you know. Probably not. If we could make it work, that would be fantastic. <laughs> Set up our own booth in the stands. Yep. yep. Uh, Tailgating. Yeah, Stuart buddy. Right there from the from the parking lot. All right. I like well, it. I think that's all I have. I mean, A's, I, I pretty much summed it up. 101, 102 yeah. losses now on the season. Not playing very well. Lots of guys on the team right now that I didn't expect their – expect to be on the team at, at the start of the season. Um, I mean, there's plenty of guys that I never even heard of because we claimed them off waivers and whatnot. So, I mean, it, it's definitely a team that I don't even recognize at this point. And 
I am, for the first time in a long time, I am so ready for this season to be over. Uh, Want to watch the playoffs and, you know, see how that goes. But at this point, I'm not really into baseball. I mean, I haven't even watched the A's. I watched them last night. They got walked off. And that's the first time I'd watched them in like three days. And I was like, of course, of course. Watch this game. <laughs> take it all the way into the ninth yeah. tide and they get walked off. Fantastic. I'm, uh, I'm kind of in a similar boat. The only thing I'm, I'm excited for the offseason because this is kind of that put up or shut up offseason. If we don't make a substantial jump next season. I was hoping you guys opinion, would sign up Tommy. But uh, <laughs> no, looks like the Angels out. have him for one more year. So My brother-in-law. Asked me that a while back. It's like, are we going to sign Otani? And I'm like, no, 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 no you're not. <laughs> Although, I mean, unless they give, <laughs> unless it I can be... sign him for like a league minimum, then well. And the crazy not. thing is, I don't know if you saw his deal today. He they avoided arbitration, one year, thirty million, yeah. highest arbitration contract ever. Uh, I think the previous high was twenty seven million, so eclipsed that wild. by three million. And it's the biggest raise ever in an arbitration. Well, it would have been arbitration hearing, but arbitration contract. So uh, congrats to Otani. I don't think he'll be with the Angels after this season or this upcoming season, but we'll see what he gets. The part that scares me is what do you think he'll get? He's going to go to some place that I hate for starters. Yeah. Um, He's going to go to Atlanta. He's going to have some record breaking contract that no sports individuals ever seen what do you think he'll get honestly at this i honestly can't put a number to it we live in such a, a weird world of sports contracts and to do what he's done i don't think you can put a dollar value he's going to be able to field offers from trout's getting i mean 42 million a year and he'll he's, get more yeah, I mean he's just as good as Trout on the offensive side of the ball. Plus, he's yeah, an all-star, all-star yeah. caliber pitcher too. So, I mean, if I if I if I was in his corner, I'd be like, dude, get two salaries. Do you think he gets sixty? <laughs> I mean, that would be. I, I wouldn't bat an eye at it. Yeah, it would. I mean, it would be crazy, but like, I wouldn't be like, no, that's that's horrible. It's unjustified. I'd be like, eh. I, I still think that it, might so be like, like less than it's worth based on what he does on the field. I, I don't think there's 60. a dollar value. I think this is one of those contracts that will set the tone, but also not because I, I mean, it's not like there's a ton of these two way guys around. No, he, he's a damn um, unicorn. I mean, I don't, I just pay, I pay the man. I don't even care. That's the crazy thing is <laughs> like, I could see if, okay, let's say Trout's 42. Your highest paid pitchers are typically, you know, up in the 30, 35 million a year range. So yeah. does does well, he get 70? Here, here's my thing. So I guess, I guess my way of my way of putting it in perspective is okay, this is the equivalent of an NFL quarterback also being like a shutdown safety. Yeah. Like it's not feasible. It just isn't. Um, I mean, that kind of a two way play. I mean, I know Dion did it, and there's some things like, but like, you'd have to be the quarterback. Like, that stuff stops in college and really most times high school nowadays. Yep. What he's doing is, I mean, I, I write him a check. I don't care what you pay him. He, he, he's worth it. Give him a hundred. I don't care. I'm excited to see what he gets <laughs> just because. Yeah. I think it's anything. It's going to be crazy. He, I think anything he gets is going to be underwhelming because I feel like. Yeah any front office that that is willing to sign him is going to be like okay look you do both but you're not going to do both forever eventually yeah. either the arm's going to break well, down or i think i think know. you'll have a, a the contract will be heavy early on cuz you're yeah. probably only going to have a handful of seasons of him you know being at the top of both yeah but but the last thing i would say about him is i'm just super pumped for him he's such a humble humble player um I, I really like watching his interviews. Um, I think he's an easy person to root for, for obvious reasons, but um, just good for him. It's unreal. He's His life is never going to be the same after this contract. He's about to make more money than he knows what to do with. Yeah. 
it's going to be insane. Fast. And that's the, the thing that I, I don't know. I wouldn't say concerns me, but I think they'll probably do some kind of incentive laden deal where it's based on how many games he pitches and things like that. Because like I said, I, I don't think he'll be able to do both for, for too much longer. Um, eventually, you know, I don't think you can do both at such a high level. So I think eventually he's going to have to commit to one, but while we see it, it's just incredible. And I think judge is going to get the MVP for the AL just because he has had a a record breaking season in in terms of how many home runs he's hit. He's up for the triple crown. Yeah. Um, But I still think, I still think Otani deserves the MVP over him. And, I think the thing that's going to separate them is Judge is on a winning team while Otani's team is not doing well. But I really hate that holding the team success against the player because just because the Angels are a dumpster fire and not ran well, you shouldn't hold that against a player on the team that's, that's having Entirely. a transformative season like this. So, All right. I think that's all I have. you have anything else before um, we cut it? I just – one little nugget, uh, October 7th, I think, uh, hockey kicks off. Um, they got preseason games going right now. So, um, I mean, right as the Buckos are ramping down, Penguins will be ramping up for me. So super excited about that. If you're interested in hockey, check it out. Well, and I've got That's the Warriors to hopefully pick me up after the A's stop playing. So we'll see how that goes. I know they were – can't remember who was predicting it if it was vegas or one of those predicting sites they had the warriors at like a 15 percent chance to be in the finals so steph clapped back at that he said last year you guys had us not even or a 15 percent chance to make the playoffs yeah. or something like that so we'll see i'm excited for this <laughs> season for sure especially to see guys stay them. healthy and iguodala is coming back too so should be a, a, nice. a juicy little season. We'll see. All right. Well, with that being said, we, we want to thank you guys for tuning in. I, I know we saw several in the live stream. We'll, we'll post this later so you can watch it or, I guess, listen to it on, on podcast feeds, whatever. Um, as always, if you guys want to be a part of this, uh, when we do the live streams, enter the chat. I mean, we can bring you on as a guest during if you want to just, like, if you want to essentially call in. And, and leave a comment if you want to be part of it. Uh, if you want to actually come on and, and be a guest on the, the podcast, we'd, we'd love to have you. So get a hold of one of us, and, and we'll get you involved. And as always, thank you for tuning in. Kyle, any parting words? No, nope, just happy to, happy to be on. All right. We'll catch you guys on the next one.